Hey everyone, welcome back to Midnight Movie Confessionals. I am your host, Scott, and welcome back. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. Wow. 2002, 20 years ago, there was this film. Let's say it was kind of, because when it came out, it was kind of off the height of the fame and the awesomeness of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Director Rob Cohen, producer Neil H. Moritz, as well as star Vin Diesel, come together to come up with an extreme sports action spy thriller that has three letters for its title. And everyone kind of thinks of it as hardcore sex for these symbols. If you're not familiar with this movie... You are way too young to be understanding what I'm talking about. Unless you were born in the 2000s, you might not even realize this was a movie. If you were a 90s kid, like born in the 90s, raised in the early 2000s, you might remember this film. Triple X, starring the one and only Vin Diesel, Asia Argento, whose father was, I believe, is uh, Darren Argento or Darian Argento? I can't recall. Also co-starring Martin Sokas. I didn't know if, how to spell his last name or put it in, but I know he is, I believe, New Zealand and Hungarian. Like he's New Zealand Hungarian, if I recall correctly. But his last name is like how it's spelled makes me think he was Czechoslovakian. But anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyways, this movie I'm going to be talking about came out August 9th. Literally. Two weeks, like literally 20 years ago. I know this is a little late to the party. A couple days late, I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been doing this that late, but things got a little out of hand. I got, I, I lost track of time. I didn't have a chance to do the review and have it released in time for the anniversary, but I am close enough. By a couple of days, I'm late, but it's still the same month, so it works. So if you're listening to this after. The day this comes out on the 14th of August, 2022. It's a couple days out. Like, I, I saw this movie when it... I didn't see it right away when it came out in theaters. I saw it on DVD. And I still love it to this day. It's one of my favorite movies of the 2000s. And it's kind of ridiculous, if you ask me. This movie had an $88 million pro, like uh, budget. And it made 274 at the box office. The music on in this film was amazing at the end of the day. Like I remember the music being done by Randy Edelman and a lot of the music for the soundtrack itself was quite intense. But you know what? Let's get into the let's get into the movie, eh? It starts with some random thug walking around uh, Prague late at night, walking towards I guess a Rammstein concert. And it's um believe that he's holding some vital information on something known as Silent Night that has been missing since the fall of the Soviet Union collapse in 1991. It's a bio, like biochemical weapon that is pretty much being used for a dirty bomb, I guess. But anyways, it's under the, it's under the control of a Russian terrorist group known as Anarchy 99. Basically a bunch of ex-military soldiers who lost their friends and fam- like member, like family friends as well as friends in the army due to the Russian politics that they didn't believe in anymore, and they felt like, we're gonna do whatever the hell we want, fuck you, more or less. And they easily discover and kill an undercover agent that was sent by the NSA to recover this, uh, information. 
and senior agent Augustus Gibbons, played by the wonderful Samuel Leo motherfucking Jackson. Yes, Samuel Jackson is also in this movie. I forgot to mention that, but he is also in this movie. He uh, suggests sending in someone that uh, that has any tie, like lacks little to no ties to the U.S. government whatsoever, like some like contract killers or mercs or some like con- ex-cons or what have you. People that are just at the brightest, the, like the the best and the brightest at the bottom of the barrel. And one of his uh, co-workers says that they're the scum of the earth, but he even says they're ex- they're expend like they're expendable, like they work, they're programmable, they can like. It might be their best shot. And even suggest, why should we run, like, run another, like, let, let another mouse be thrown to the snake pit when we can have our own snake crawl in and do the job for us and actually find out what we could find out instead of just having someone that's going to be easily, well, like, caught. You know what I mean? We don't need that in our lives, do we? No, we don't. And it's like, it's reasonable, you know what I mean? Like, it's a good idea overall, and it's just like, it's one of those things, and it's just, like, it's kind of cool either way. Like, it's also kind of cool to see it happen anyways because of the fact that he's telling people we lost three men trying to recover this. And we find ourselves jumping to sec- like after, like, this is after Czechoslovakia. We run to Virginia, more or less. We're back at the NSA's area, wherever it could be in Virginia, and he's talking about this, and now we jump again to Sacramento, California, where we see the senator, uh, like one of the California state senators, Richard Hotchkiss, also known as Dick Hotchkiss. Oh, we'll get into Dick Hotchkiss, all right. Dick! <laughs> but anyways, Richard is an asshole. He has a vanity plate that says, vote for Dick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm childish. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to get through this and be childish. I'm sorry. But basically that is like he has a bumper sticker that says like on his red Corvette, skateboarding is a crime. He hates basically anyone that does extreme sports, all this dumb shit more or less. But basically he delivers his car to a valet at this golf club in Sacramento. I'm not too certain on what like I think it's a golf and country club. I don't know. We don't really need the details per se, but uh, he gives it to someone who actually is instead Sander Cage. And the reason why we know this is that someone that isn't really who they are is because of he's not a valet because of the fact that he has three tat three uh, straight uh, a tattoo on the back of his neck that has three X's. And this little um, thing that he's about to do is he's gonna take the senator's red Corvette, drive off and install stunt cameras and whatnot and allow himself to be chased by the police who are like asking him to pull over but he has a video to make like yeah yeah these monkeys are following me because i just took this car obviously the car doesn't belong to me it's not my style it belongs to dick dick hotchkiss the california state senator oh yeah should i mention who plays Santa cage the one and only mark sinclair also known as vin diesel yes Vin Diesel's in this movie. I think I already mentioned that, didn't I? But anyways, he goes on this little rant about Dick hitting rap music, trying to ban it because he thinks that the lyrics promote violence. And he even says, it's music, Dick. <laughs> uh, he's also the same guy that wants to pull every video game off of every shelf in the country, like every other fucking U.S. state center, it feels like, because they think that the video games diminish the intelligence of the youth. 
And he's like, come on, dick. It's the only education we got. Dick, you're a bad man. You know what we do to bad man? We punish them, dick. You just entered the Xander Zone. This is where the movie really gets its extreme stunt craziness instead of like at the beginning where you get when you see an NSA agent get killed at a Rammstein concert. God, good job there, guys. Great job, NSA. You decided to bring in an agent and get him clapped at a Rammstein concert. How good are you at your jobs? Anyways, as I'm continuing with this, I'm sorry I went on a bit of a tangent there. That is un- that is unforgiving. But anyways, he goes through this. And he more or less um, finds out, like, uh, he, like uh, basically... Xander drives his Corvette off a bridge, crashes it, as well as parachutes out of the car, no less. People like Mike Valley, Tony Hawk, and a few others like Dave Mira also are helping him participate in this stunt, videoing it and grabbing these cameras after the crash. And even Tony Hawk's like, wow, I'm amazed, man. And once uh, the, they drive off, we jump to his apartment where we meet a few people that are like just like wow amazing man like because they recorded it and somehow got it on the internet and whatnot like everywhere people are seeing the crazy stunt at his heart at his his place having a party and he's just like there's a bunch of skateboarders in the background too heck even matt hoffman comes by and says like did you pull off that crazy stunt you've been talking about xander this um superman secret barrel and he says i'm still working on it he meets some random woman named uh Jordan King wants to make his own uh, video game for him. Amongst other things, basically, his uh, partner Jay, I think is played by Eve. I'm not too certain. I'll have to look up this later. Anyways, I might talk about that later in a future podcast if I decide to follow up with the rest of the movies, but I don't think I will. Anyways, he's... Like, his place gets sworn by the NSA or FBI or whomever and just shoot him with a, a knockout dart and he thinks it's because it was only for the Corvette. He wakes up at a diner, and this is where the movie just gets into just ridiculous town and just goes on a freaking shooting spree of just ridiculousness. But uh, he's at this diner. She, he talks to the waitress who says that two uh, guys, two big guys just dropped him off 10 minutes ago, told them to look after him. He needs some coffee has some coffee he more or less sees a few people around he sees a guy with a financial times reading it on a sunday morning like he knows it's sunday yeah right i doubt he does but anyways he's doing that um and as soon as he finds some guy next to him saying hey you got a problem boy he says no problem this is where a stick up begins that reminds me of pulp fiction but xander just quickly disarms them and we meet uh augustus gibbons by Samuel Jackson again, but this time Vin Diesel's character, Xander, is meeting him and tells him this is what's happening. This, that, and the other thing. It's just a diner. It's a test. And he says, yeah, this is pretty much a test, I figured, because of the fact that these guys had blanks in their guns. This guy's packing a cop issue Beretta. This guy's reading the Financial Times on a Sunday morning when the market's closed. Um, this waitress is not even a career waitress because she's wearing high heels. There's no way in hell she'd be doing that if she was a career waitress because she's had blisters the size of pancakes before lunch. And, like, he just kind of says this, that, and the other thing, and they basically, like, he says he's on to the next level, whatever. He gets knocked, like, Xander gets knocked out again with another knockout dart. And Gibbons even says, 
why is it always the assholes who pass the test before he pass before Xander passes out? And then we jump to another scene with a plane. This is where it even gets more ridiculous because he meets three uh, two other guys that were apparently a part of the that did the diner test and did well, I guess. But I guess they're wanted by the FBI or whatever. I'm not too certain on who they're wanted by, but I know they're wanted by federal police for their own misdeeds. I'm guessing one of them might have been doing, like, might have been involved in drug trafficking or something like that. The other one, I'm not too certain, but those two are named Verge and TJ. I'm just going to call one that's named Verge, Virgil, because I don't think Verge actually sounds like a good name. Anyways, Virgil and TJ and Xander are on this plane. They are the finalists for the diner test, I guess. They, def- they get swept out of the plane by a parachute and go they find themselves stranded in Colombia, where they find themselves taken hostage. I'm, ge- I'm thinking hostage, I'm not too certain, but get captured by some drug lord, like drug cartel, and they meet El Jefe, played by Danny Trejo for a small cameo, and oh my goodness, this I'm going to skip a little bit of this movie because I'm just talking about the entire movie from like bit by bit. But anyways, the Columbia Army moves in. Decide, like uh, the N- One of the NSA agents decides to say Xander's a decoy, like uh, send him in as a decoy, what have you, for the Columbia drug cartels, whatever. And pretty much like Xander congrat- like, gets congratulated by uh, Gibbons saying like he passed the test completely. And he's a little pissed off that he almost got killed because of Gibbons. But he's still, like, saying, like, this, that, and the other thing. They're talking. He says that you have a job that I want you to do. If you do it, you'll gain your freedom. But he says, like, to meet some people that are, like, dirty, dangerous, tattooed, and uncivilized. His kind of people. But this is where the movie kind of takes a nice bit of a solid turn to me anyways. Because this is where the movie kind of takes its turn and decides to say, you know what? Let's make Vin Diesel get pissy at Samuel Jackson by saying, hold up, my kind of people would say, kiss my ass, Scarface. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, for the love of God, not laugh at that quote. Like, I can't keep a straight face and not laugh at that quote. Because that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Just get, like, my kind of people would say, kiss my ass, Scarface. And then comes one of my favorite lines from the movie, which is what Gibbons says to him. Like, Gibbons says to Xander, you ever watch Lions at the zoo? You can always tell which one's captured in the wild, but look in their eyes. That sort of thing. They talk about this, like how... Leavenworth Penitentiary is no joke. You're going to be thrown in there and you're never going to see anything. You're not going to have any mountains to climb, no more oceans to surf, nothing like that. You're not going to have any more adventures at all. You're going to be stuck in a six by eight cell for the rest of your life unless you do this one thing for me. And he even says, like, you got Grand Theft Auto, Reckless Endangerment, and that little bridge sign of yours that makes you a three-time loser. Maybe you should change your name to Triple X. And if you do this little favor for me, I'll make all your past transgressions on your rap sheet gone. And I'll let you get back to your little life that you have. And Xander ultimately does take the deal. He flies to Prague and meets Ivan and Ivan, whom are 
I'm not sure if they're brothers or not, but I'm guessing they work for the Czech secret police, and they then meet their hand, like, uh, then they meet the handler for everything, um, his name is Milan Sova, who's played by, if I recall correctly, he is played by, what was his name, he is played by, Rishi Mueller, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but he's a German actor, from Mannheim, so anyways, like, we meet him, he's, uh, he's whatever, he's kind of nasty towards Xander, because he thinks that he's just, like, this moron punk who's gonna just get himself blown away, and whatever, just, he just wants him out of this, because he thinks that it's an internal check affair, when it's not, it's a bunch of Russian anarchy terrorists that possibly have control of a Russian biochemical weapon, that can kill everyone and just spread anarchy and just literally everything around the world because they decide to and there's no one to rule anymore that's basically what they want but anyways they go to this club who um says like like basically they go to this club that uh yorgi the leader of anarchy 99 runs and Sova's get get set up by Xander because he's a cop. He says whatever, he's a cop. That's him, that's a cop. This that, the other thing basically does is just to get back at him for being an asshole to him, more or less, and thinks, okay, this could work. And this earns your like favor with Yorgi, Xander, I mean. He actually asks him to help him buy some high-end sports cars, and Yelena is like Yorgi's lieutenant and girlfriend gives Xander an account number to then send 1.2 million dollars and this is in 2002 so let's say five million six million dollars more or less in today's money with inflation i'm saying could be less could be more i don't know let's just say 1.2 just for the sake of 1.2 anyways after that gibbons calls xander and asks like says that he's impressed but he needs that the he needs to change the plans a little bit around because you did this one thing, but he explains, hey, they would have seen right through it, I would have been dead if I didn't change the list. He kind of gets a little pissy about that, but he even says, you're like, you're too successful for your own good, you gotta do this, and you gotta keep going for me. Don't worry, I'll send someone with a care package, and when he does, he meets the tech specialist, Agent Toby Shavers, who provides him with a couple of things, like a revolver, some binoculars, and some explosives disguised as bandages and then Yorgi and Xander do their car deal and they find themselves um, seeing like um, basically you're like we see Milan Sova trying to intercede intercept the deal and trying to stop it but he fails and gets shot with a tranquilizer blood splatter dart that Xander was given by shavers and fakes killing him and since Yorgi earned his trust, Cage finally gets to join Eric in 99. He brings him back to his castle after a dance party at one of the nightclubs that serves at the headquarters. And he kind of finds out they're about certain things, but they kind of want to run the world how they'd want to without anyone ever stopping them. And they left in 1999, the Russian army. He even talks about this at the nightclub why they're called that and he says nah we we left nine we left in 1999 
like Mother Russia's army and all that because we lost our friends to politics and stupid things and war and this, that, and the other thing. Anyways, they go back to his castle. Xander, while he's uh, searching for the biochemical weapon, catches Yelena investigating Yuri's safe. He takes her to a restaurant, discusses the matter, and reveals his true identity. And we find out that uh, Sova has now betrayed Cage and tells Yorgi on the phone he's a government agent for the NSA. Yuri sends Kirill, his trusted uh, lieutenant, one of his trusted lieutenants, and his entrusted sniper, assassin, more or less, to kill him. And while watching the pair, who's in, like, Kirill, who's in love with her, warn, like, warns her about Cage and the NSA. When basically, they have a huge fight. The NSA comes and captures Cage, and Elena's taken back to the headquarters. He, like, Xander meets with Gibbons, says, you gotta go to the U.S. now, your cover's been blown, and there's gonna be a super team of special forces that are gonna siege the castle. Cage, Xander leaves upset and says, I'm gonna do my own thing, fuck you, more or less, and does it because, like, more or less, he's, like, Gibbons is an authority figure and has inspired him, and that's just, like, he says, if he's not if he tells him not to jump off the Empire State Building, he's going to do it. More or less, he's using reverse psychology, more or less, to tell him, don't actually believe what I'm saying, do this instead. But, basically, after that ha- after that meeting, we find out that, um, Xander sneaks into Yorgi's castle, finds an underground lab that Yelena is now checking out that was an underground lab for these Russian scientists that are making a plant, uh, device called Silent Night from a waterborne drone named Ahab. After they, like, uh, after Cage overhears the plans and sees the test that kills these Russian scientists, Cage gets caught, runs off, kills. Yorgi's brother, Kolya, who is also a Star Trek fan of Xander's and really likes him a lot, and kills him to show, like, hey, like, I'm gonna do a lot of things. And he also finds Sova waiting for him at his hideout and sees that Yorgi's now implored Sova to kill Cage and Yelena saves him in the nick of time. And reveals herself to be a part of the the FSB, which I think is now the Federal Security Service. Okay, never mind. FSB, the Federal Security Bureau. So they haven't changed it around, just like how it's described as the Federal Security Service instead of Bureau. Basically, the KGB, but under a different name. Because originally they were called like they were originally called the FSB. I think the original preceding agency was the FSK. But anyways, they get told, like, he tells her that he's been undercover, she's been undercover for two years. He even tells Yelena that he's been undercover for a week, and only an agent for a week. And basically, Xander relays the information to the NSA in return for Yelena's asylum, and against orders does... Uh, Xander also gives his car to Toby to load it up with all kinds of crazy shit, and then to launch a two-pronged attack, 
Sander and a pilot from this group of people that I guess are part of the Czech secret police assault the castle, but he does it by knocking out the communications tower and allows himself to get captured after the fact, which also when he does this thing, also kill, like, allows him to snowboard and go nuts with an avalanche on his ass, no less. He also kills uh, Victor, one of Yorgi's lieutenants as well, and trusted lieutenants, no less, who's more mental than Kolia ever was. Kolia was just his brother, but still, like, they were oh, nuts in a sense. Anyways, he's captured by Yorgi, who knew about Yelena's identity, and even says it out loud to Kirill, who didn't realize at all, and now he's pissed. Anyways, this happens. The special forces attack, Xander and Yelena flee the restraints, and they are on their way to go after York, who launches Ahab right before they're able to kill him. Well, they do kill him, of course. But anyways, the Czech military has now been told about it by the NSA and are now in like are on their way to destroy it with some airstrikes from the Air Force. And Xander and Yelena take the heavily modified GTO. I didn't tell you about this, but that's what one of the cars that Xander got in the deal with Yorgi. A uh, purplish blue 1967 Pontiac, 1967 or 68 Pontiac GTO. And they take this weapon loaded car to go find a way to destroy the chemical agent and race alongside it to catch up to Ahab. When Xander is able to uh, harpoon the drone, he crosses over to it via some parachutes that were put in the seat somehow. Anyways, he does this. He's able to get over to the like get able to the weapons. Sees that it's about to get ready to launch, and is able to turn one of the rockets because Yelena told her like told him that it only breaks down in deep water, so he has to find a way to break it down himself in a positive way which would be drowning it, more or less, and, like, this drown being drowned in the water. So, anyways, he does this. He, like, he gets on there. The military stands down before anything happens. They're told to back off. And, um... Zara is able to disable the weapon moments before it goes off, no less. Gibbons and Yelena think he's dead because they saw the... Like, they saw Ahab blow up, but not him. But, um, Xander actually is, reco- like, is actually okay, he's alive, and Gibbons follows through on his promises about both, like, says, you know what, go out, do your own thing now, Xander, you're free to go, and gives Elena asylum, they both fly off to Bora Bora, and this is where the movie ends, it ends in a good way, where it's a nice happy ending in a sense, but... No, actually not. It's a sequel bait piece, and it's like, Sander, are you there? I know you're there. I got you on satellite magnification. I got another job for you to help me out with. But I need you to do me a big favor. You need to call me as soon as you can. Oh, by the way, you passed the test. The Gibbons test. And instead of uh, going on this little vacation, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, he decides to go for a swim with Yelena in the ocean, and then ends the movie... With one of my favorite parts in any movie whatsoever for a credit scene, in a sense. 
where it plays Gavin Rossdale of Bush's song Adrenaline that was made just for the movie, no less. And it just, it ends there with a really cool, like, um, Holy Trinity of Swords tramp stamp sort of thing without any dolphins, but whatever. I'm only using that as what Jeremy Scott of CinemaSins has said. Now, I'm looking back at this film, I still love it, but... There was two extra films that we didn't need of this franchise. It didn't need to be a franchise. This film is 20 years old. The sequels were made in 2005 and 2007, respectively. Now, I'm not going to say they sucked. I'm not going to talk about them a whole lot. But I will talk about how Triple X State of the Union did not involve Xander at all. Apparently, he dies in Bora Bora, but... Haha, <laughs> fooled ya. He didn't actually die. They faked his death somehow. But anyways, he, li- he lives in the Dominican Republic in-, in an exile sort of thing. And they use Ice Cube, who plays Darius Stone in that one. And he's trying to stop an assassination attempt on the president who in a revolution that's going to be bloodless in a sense. But he has to stop this because he's an exile and he's stuck in a prison. And he escapes and... The move, that movie was kind of not for me. I liked it back then, but now if I was to look back at it, the movie was just so stupid. Like, I don't know why they made a sequel without Vin Diesel in it, but whatever. They just they tried to make it work, and it didn't. to me, it didn't work out well. It just... It wasn't good. It didn't do well with the box office. Rob Cohen didn't show up for it, nor did Vin Diesel. And it was just... Ugh. It was so bad. It was, just, uh, it was a box office bomb. I still don't... I can't even try and watch it again without feeling like... Ugh, it was horrible. But I know the third one, The Return of Xander Cage, had some people that came back, of course. But still, that movie was... It worked, but at the same time... It's probably the last film we're ever going to see honestly for this franchise even if we do get another one i'm looking at it like it's been five years since triple x the return of xander cage has come out there hasn't been any news about that movie whatsoever i don't think it's gonna happen people are saying it's gonna happen but you know what i don't think it will now if i'm to give this movie a rating back in the day i loved this movie to death i gave it an instant 10 out of 10 now rewatching it 20 years later properly for the first time like maybe in a long time but i mean like overall like 20 years on i gotta say there are moments with it where i just think it's stupid as hell but at the same time a lot of the performances and a lot of the music are very well done the song freyo frey by rammstein is great i will be heard by hate breeds not too bad the remix of let the bodies at the floor like the bodies by drowning pools not too bad either um, what else is in here? Um, there's a lot of rock, metal, hip-hop, pop, not even pop, but just kind of a mixture of all that, all mixed in there, real meshed well, and it works well for this out this kind of movie. The actual score by Randy Edelman, fantastic if you ask me, I couldn't tell you anything else about this movie being that, like, it was... It was very different, I'll definitely say. Like, a lot of songs by, like, uh, other people like Queens of the Stone Age, NERD, Nelly, Lil Wayne, 
Amphetamine, The Fourth, Moby, all on this album. And I know the score was fantastic. Randy Edelman did amazing work. He does a lot of Rob Cohen's stuff, but I don't think he worked with him on The Fast and the Furious. I know he worked on some other ones like Daylight and whatnot, which Randy Edelman, to this day, I have no issues with whatsoever. He's done The Mass, he's done Kindergarten Cop, he's done Beethoven, he's done Gettysburg, Dragonheart. And he's done some good ones overall for his music that he's done like anything for and just overall i can definitely say like i'm glad this guy's done amazing scores for what he's asked to do and overall a lot of the stuff that he's done has just been fantastic if you ask me like i couldn't ask for another person that could do so well but you know what he's just one guy you know what i mean and um overall i have to give this album not this album this movie the rating it deserves 20 years on this movie to this day still great don't get me wrong like it's a good it's a it's as good as a good bond movie i would say like like it's hard to hate a movie like this like i would have to say this movie as of now, as of 2022, gets an 8.5 out of 10. I don't really go for the 0.5s, but this movie, I still love. I st- I'm giving it my confessional seal of approval. If you've never seen this film at all, I recommend it to you if you're into like action films and you're into spy films. Like If you're into something that's like a, a good reasonable like if you want like a solid good bond movie but you're not wanting to watch the ridiculous not the ridiculous stuff but you want to see something that's kind of like before daniel craig came in and the producers kind of smartened up this is the movie to watch if you ask me now if you don't like vin diesel you might not like this movie at all because he's the main focus but if you like samuel L. jackson or you like martin sokas or you like the idea of a movie that's involving extreme sports because that was the thing back in the 2000s. If you want to watch something from 20 years ago and you want to see a movie that works, check it out. You might like it, you might not, you might hate it. You might despise this movie. But that's okay. That's your opinion. My opinion, I love it. It's still great. I recommend it to anyone that really wants to check out a movie that did its best for what it required at the end of the day. And... Honestly, I couldn't ask for a better movie. Now, if you ask me, was the movie good back in 2002? Hell yeah, I loved it. But now, it still holds up, but it doesn't hold up as well as I'd hoped. But, again, it worked. I definitely can say it's worth the watch. If you just find this movie cringy or what have you, just watch it just once. I'm going to tell you to avoid... the sequels unless you really are a completionist then i say okay go check them out if you are a completionist if you are not one of those people and you still want to check them out go ahead i won't stop you but i know my limits so until then until next time folks and everyone else out there that's listening i hope you're all having an amazing day out there enjoying your summer if not enjoying the day out there overall Just remember, 
don't pet the lions at the zoo. I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, don't mess with animals. Don't fool around with dumb shit like that. Remember to enjoy yourself. Have fun at the movies. Until next time, this is Scott signing out. And transmission. And now for some boober wheels. Dick Hotchkiss. Dick Hotchkiss. Dick, 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 Hotchkiss. The California State... <laughs> California State Center. <laughs> uh, you remember Dick? <laughs> you remember Dick Hotchkiss? <laughs> oh, kill me. Oh, God. That is too funny for words. Dick. <laughs>